0: If you're not a dope dude and you say a chick is dope, you have problems, man. True. (laughs) You have some problems around the bend that if you don't see yourself as dope and you're not building that dope life I talk about. But then you are uh, defining and and, and pretty quickly, fairly quickly, um, giving the definition of she's dope, she's this, she's that. Um, I promise you there's going to be a problem soon. That's not to say a woman can't be dope, but. In my experience, a woman really isn't dope until she meets a dope man.
1: So this guy's trying very hard to be Kevin Samuels, um, filling in that void, so to speak. But um, my impression is that he's not exactly Kevin Samuels. It feels fake to me. But anyway, the information you're saying isn't
0: wrong. Now, women won't like that. I understand. Uh, But in my opinion, and in my experience too. It's not just opinion, it's experience. Women don't get dope until they've been introduced to a dope man. Until then you're just scraping away. You're trying to figure something out. You're trying to see what works and what you know. And, and you'll and I and I believe without that dope man in your life you'll continually have uh, a lot of problems in life.
1: Yeah, um it's Donovan Sharp that says this. Women are inherently self-destructive. So with that uh without a man to, to guide and lead them, they destroy themselves I'm inclined to agree um, and even with a man sometimes they'll destroy themselves sadly
0: um, if they've been corrupted enough by our modern culture anyway So a woman doesn't get dope until she meets a dope man. my opinion women won't like it I understand I'm not trying to perturb you but that's how I see it. Uh, that doesn't mean that you don't have, you don't have the potential to be dope that you don't have gifts and talents. It's not that it's not that you're not worthy, but you don't become all of those things. Those don't peak, okay? Until a man <laughs> polishes you and refines you and builds you, okay, and guides you and leads you. It won't happen. I promise you it won't happen. You'll say That's actually that's that's
1: very true, very believable.
0: Yeah, that's Hey, you're doing well, but inside you'll feel it, okay.
1: Oh, something else. Um, Something else is this. Uh, If a guy calls themselves coach, probably they're a grifter, like 99% of the time. Uh, Coach is like his preferred pronoun, you know, like it's ridiculous. Anyway,
0: where I'm going here. just
1: reading questions
0: so again i advise men not to operate on emotions and jump the gun and start building some storyline in your mind about where this could be going when dealing with women but more so evaluate production i'm big on business i'm a money man i love money clearly Uh,
1: that's why you're in this building businesses
0: i i I enjoy prospering businesses and even other people's businesses if i can help be a, a an asset to someone in their business i most certainly will um, as long as it's a good fit and it's mutually beneficial. But I'm all about production, okay? I don't get in my feelings over really anything anymore. Uh, there's a few little things, but it doesn't really have anything to do with uh, human beings. But I'm an animal lover, and animals bring out a different side of me. Animals do. Yeah, it's not something, it's just the way I'm built. Human beings, on the other hand, I don't, I'm don't. i neutral about humans. Uh,
1: Hello and welcome to Helios' blog. My name is Helios, here for another reaction video. If you're new to the channel, liking the content, hit that sub, hit all for notifications. If you'd like to support me, I do have a Patreon with exclusive content: patreoncom slash blog. Just go there and subscribe. You can also drop me a donation, like Tom. I'm here. Shout out to him um, again. It's this something about this guy rubs me the wrong way. He he sounds like he he wants desperately to be a dating coach, but he just comes off as not genuine
0: to me. Ah. Uh. I don't love you, I don't hate you, I'm neutral. <laughs> but animals, there's a tremendous amount of love there. Uh, but I want to say this, though, I'm more so interested in production. Okay,
1: So, you don't talk about emotions when dealing with girls. Uh, uh, sorry, that's not what he's saying. He's saying not to be in your feelings when dealing with a girl. Uh, especially at the beginning, right? Um, you need to evaluate you you need to determine if the girl is sketchy or not. That's that's what that's what I uh that's what I usually do. I look for red flags or sketchiness in girls. Um that's that's step one. So on the first date, right, before we're even together, before I've even slept with her, I'm looking for um, does she have dyed hair? Is does she have tattoos? Does she have a sketchy past? Um what's her end count? Um does she have a loud mouth? Is she argumentative? Is she masculine? Is she gonna fight me? Etc. 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 There's a there's a million things, um, and I don't associate with people that are sketchy. Do they have sketchy friends? Do they do illicit substances? Uh, have they been in a metal box before? All of this stuff. Like if I even get a hint of it, I'm gone. I'm I'm not even engaging in a relationship with some with this kind of girl,
0: um, because it's pointless. All it can do is hurt you. Okay. And so that's what I advise you men to do. Pardon me. Turn this down just a little bit here. A little background music this morning. I advise you to not get emotional, get in your feelings, jump too far ahead, start making plans, start getting, uh, uh, don't get too excited right away about a woman. You just met her. You just had a few talks. Maybe even you did smash, relax, calm down. Things can change in an instant. Things can change overnight. If you're a person out here dating, you have no interest in maybe having a girlfriend right now, it's also imperative that you watch this now because at some point you may want one and there's a way to enter, there's a way to begin, and you must have these tools.
1: Uh, Anyway, I don't know, Everett, if your tools particularly are very useful, but I guess we'll find out. Also, that's a fake cup.
0: This shows for everyone, you could be a married man right now. Now, it could be too late, and it may not be too late. She may be um, thirsting for your leadership. I coached a man out in um, Spain, I believe it was Saturday, who was, uh, if he kept going down the same road, his relationship would be over, and... um leadership was the main problem accountability on both sides for sure women are to be held accountable they are they don't like it too bad you must be held accountable but
1: absolutely yeah so you got to call out bad behavior and you got to call it out every single time because if you if you don't call out bad behavior what's going to happen is the bad behavior is going to get worse and it gets worse and worse and worse and worse until she's cheating on you and again, I'll I'll uh, go back to Donovan Sharp. Women are inherently self-destructive. So if they're not given boundaries, they will destroy themselves and you along with it. You got to be very careful about that.
0: But men first, in my book, the man's coming first. The woman, you're gonna get yours, but you're gonna get it second. Okay? True. Oh, and you will get yours. Okay. Have to. Vikram, good morning. Again, it's, it's
1: funny to me that these guys are, what's it called? They're, um, like, all it takes for these guys to follow somebody is a fake earring with a, with a cross through it, um, a trimmed beard with, with like, you know, a uh, short shave on the sides and like uh, a suit and a sweater. So the guy dresses like Drake um, and has a sign behind him that says he's really cool And that's all it takes. You know what I'm saying? Like, but meanwhile, the microphone is not that high quality. The cup the guy was holding is fake. Like, these are red flags, guys. And his expression is predatory, right? So this guy doesn't care about you. His goal is to get as much money as possible out of you as possible. And I believe that's probably why he doesn't have that many views on his channel. Because a lot of people... Um, are not foolish enough to follow somebody who's like this. Um, But again, as the adage goes,
0: a fool and his money are soon parted. Let's get back to the show. I wanted to uh, first kind of give you, you might be a young dude in the game. You need this info. This info can help you not only with women, but these are life skills. He's just recruiting. And so uh, let's move forward. Number one, I want to start with this. The man is never and I emphasize never, to mention promotion, in this case, relationship. You're in the dating phase. You've been seeing a girl for six weeks, two months, three months, something like that. Heck, you, some of you guys are introducing relationships after a week, and that is <laughs> a recipe for disaster.
1: Absolutely. Um, the man, this, this actually is true. The man doesn't mention when the relationship should promote. Like, yeah, no, it, he's he's right. He's right. This this actually is good advice. Um, she needs to ask you to be your girlfriend. She needs to want to be a greater role, and that includes marriage too. She needs to want to be your wife, right? She needs to ask. The woman has to campaign for inclusion in a more dedicated role yeah, she has to convince you. And I would argue, actually, I would argue, actually, this. Um, she has to convince you every day why you should be in a relationship with her. Because you as a man being in a relationship, it, um, it's harder for you to be in a relationship with a girl than it is for a girl to be in a relationship with you. So, there you go. Okay, um, Now let's read an article by Roland Tomasi, Validation Hunting and the Jenny Barn Epiphany. About three weeks ago, I was made aware of Jenny Barn's article, 30 is the new 50, which I thought was timely as it went beyond the problem where it first appeared to wider readership being picked up by time. It was timely because it was right around the same week I published Alpha Agents of Righteous Karma and coming from a fairly attractive woman, it highlighted many of the uh, points I've made in the post. Comment to my reality asked me, to what extent, if at all, do you think that validation hunting is part of male preference for large age differences when a man is in his late 30s and beyond? It's definitely not 0%. I did this presuming a truth that isn't. The idea that men seek validation for their own status uh, or to right past wrongs to their ego while they're working their way to that status is a social convention. The feminine imperative. <laughs> relies on memes and conventions which shift the ownership of women's personal liabilities for their bedroom fund strategy to men when women are blamed for the negative consequences of women 's bedroom fund strategy it helps to blunt the painful truth that Jenny Bond honestly confronts in her article uh and the SMB val- balance shifts towards enabling men's capacity to affect their own bedroom fund strategy um so that's the SMV graph if you've never seen it basically here it is I'm just going to zoom in so you can see um. Women peak earlier than men, basically. That's the idea. Um, And uh, women are actually at their peak SMV before they're really that smart even. You know, before their frontal lobe is fully developed, interestingly. Although I've gone on to explain the loose metrics I've based this graph on several occasions, I've added some arrows to illustrate a point that often gets missed or simply is blown over because the truth it represents aren't very flattering. Women would rather men not be aware of their own SMV potential prior to women being able to consolidate upon a vision fund strategy. Popular culture never presumes women are validation hunting when they're enjoying their peak SMV potential at 23 and uh, indulging that opportunity with men while at their peak. Women are acculturated to feel empowered by their bedroom funness, and really no guy who wants to sleep with a hot 23-year-old is ever going to rebuke her for it, much less develop social conventions to limit their odds of doing so. However, men enjoying peak SMV in their mid to late 30s are by default presumed to be vindicating themselves and validating their fragile egos by dating the younger women they naturally find more attractive. If there's any validation for SMV peaked men, it's less about the sense of deserving a hot piece of um, bedroom fun or vindication for the woman of his peer age who found him bedroom fun invisible until he hit his peak, and more about validation in a new awareness that he finally is in a position of choosing and qualifying women for his intimacy rather than being filtered for his own acceptability. It's not about turnabout or fair play, now that Bedroom fund selection shoe is on the other foot, but simple deductive pragmatism for a man who's aware of his own SMV. And assuming he hasn't been hamstrunged um, in his ability to maneuver, he wants to exercise that value at the top of his game. It's not that he's made a conscious effort to make himself an alpha agent of righteous karma, but that he steps into that role by default, when the SMV balance shifts to his favor and he naturally prefers bedroom fund access to the best physical and most bedroom fund available women his newly recognized SMV will afford him. That may not be a 23 year old co ed, but it might be with a necessitous 29 year old looking for a solution to a long term investment. About those errors, one very common misunderstanding about this chart is the presumption that like should necess- necessarily attract like. A lot of critics claim indignation over the idea that I was suggesting 23-year-old women should be attracted to 36- to 38-year-old SMV-peaked men. I've never proposed this scenario in any post I've ever written about SMV, but it's important to understand the prioritization of attraction women make during the later phase of their maturation. Critics who like to presume that this attraction is only based on looks, prowess, and virility often don't take this attraction prioritization into account. Obviously, a more youthful man is in better physical shape when he's younger, and if uh all we were considering was short-term mating prospects in the alpha, um, seed, beta, uh, alpha seed side of feminine hypergamy, this graph would look much different. However, once a woman has reached 30, those attraction priorities look much different. The primary reason I place men's peak SMV in his mid to late 30s is because if he's made the most of his potential, this is when he's most likely to have established himself in his status, affluence, and achievements while still retaining the looks of a more mature man. It's exactly women's bedroom fund prioritization at their most necessitous, which puts men at the top of their SMV game. I've detailed in many prior posts, Hypergamy wants optimization of alpha seed and beta need. Women's pluralistic bedroom fund strategy is optimized when a woman can consolidate a monogamous commitment from a man who can deliver a better genetic benefit and better personal providership investment than her own SMV should realistically be able to warrant her. In general, at no other point in a man's life does he possess the better potential to optimize women's innate hypergamy. If you follow the pink arrow from about women's 30th year, that established SMV peak man has the best potential to satisfy both aspects of the dualistic nature of hypergamy. It's important to consider that when a woman reaches her 30s, her bedroom front prioritization is affected by her own capacity to attract and hold male attention. What happens is a sort of subconscious establishing operation. As the capacity to attract becomes diminished... And as the next generation of SMVP peaked women clo- comes into their own, the urgency to cash out of the marketplace increases. So it's not that the expectation should be one of 23-year-old women wanting to get with a 30-year-old man. This is exactly the scenario in Jenny Bond's story, but rather that 38-year-old men increase exponentially in value to 30-year-old women at a time when she possesses what, uh, sorry, when he possesses what she needs the most. Uh, back in May, a data set was released on Twitter from OkCupid founder Christian Rudder. Uh, and basically, at all ages, men prefer women that are 22. And women prefer guys that are within three years of their age, or uh, if they're a little bit older, within about 10 years. It's important to remember that this data is based primarily on looks, but it illustrates the point of my adding the blue arrow to the graph. Men's arousal and attraction triggers are virtually static, while men's attraction value varies for women. It's a locked value for women. Well, in her SMV peak, as we can see, uh, averaged here to around 22, women enjoy the benefit of having the most bedroom fund selectivity of their lives. However, the power of this selectivity declines as she ages and is further stressed by bedroom fund competition as she does. And while men compete for bedroom fund access to women, The SMV of the woman being competed for is still rooted in her capacity to attract attention and arouse men. Okay, Uh, so Jenny Barn provides uh, an excellent example of this transition. Alex is 38, I'm 30. Technically, there are no people our age, but I'm starting to feel that a 30-year-old woman might as well be a 40-year-old man, though infinitely less desirable, culturally speaking. At 40, a man is well into hitting his stride, something the guy I'm arguing with is all too aware of, as evidence when he professes on multiple occasions, I'm an amazing guy. We're killing it. Killing it, he tells me, while explaining that he's been caught up in his rapidly expanding architecture firm. A theory of old woman is an undertaking, and it's the real reason Alex has been putting me on the back burner for the past two months, telling me that I'm amazing and that he's interested, and I'm disappearing to hang out with a 23-year-old instead. Age ain't nothing but a number, but it's a number someone else doesn't want to deal with. As I mentioned in the threat, nothing is more threatening yet simultaneously attractive to a than a man who is aware of his own value to women. Jenny, like most women in the epiphany phase, is now coming to terms with the transition of bedroom fund selection power from what she once no doubt enjoyed to a man who's made the most of his maturity and potential and she wants to consolidate on this in long-term monogamy. Jenny has a rare I- honesty and insight to recognize this, but naturally the validation social convention is there to also watch her predicament. Even in her self-acceptance of a situation, Alex is colored with an uncooperative attitude. His perspective is incorrect in a femme-centric social order. If he were really mature, he'd be dating and marrying Jenny, a victim of her own past decisions, instead of seeking quote-unquote validation with a 23-year-old. Okay, back to this video here.
0: It is. I know you're excited. I know you like her body. I know you like her voice. I know you like the intimacy. Slow it down, young man. Slow it down, sir. Um, you have to, or you'll pay later. Indeed. And so the man is never, and I mean this, women won't like it. You're going to hear some women come over here and they're going to have a problem with it. And, and I understand your, your, your problem with it. A man is never to mention Promotion. The woman has to actively campaign for inclusion and a more dedicated role. Your role as the man, or I would call the leader as well, is to allow her the opportunity to showcase her desire and abilities.
1: Yeah, so this is, um, what's the idea here? Everything is in your frame. She comes to you, she petitions you, she wants you, she puts you above herself. Um, this is the natural dynamic between men and women, right? Think about the king, right? The king of uh, of a country, right? In ancient times. And um, his wife. It's obvious that the king is the ruler and, and the deferential behavior is expected, right? It's the same for us.
0: I want to repeat this. The woman has to actively campaign for inclusion. Now, incl-
1: Okay, he's just saying the same crap slowly. Cool. Next.
0: Don't oh, roll in that game. I rolled in this game. This is the game The game I thrive in. This is the game I Yeah, the grift uh, I thrive uh, prefer. in. Right. And so, therefore, you should inv- uh, deal with women who also want that game or are either playing that game. Maybe not to the level you're playing it, but they notice, oh, wow, I like that, too. I like this, too. I like. I like this. And so that's the woman that you should invite in. Yeah, uh,
1: I'm inclined to agree with what uh, EO is saying here. Um, that's true. So um, basically, you only want women that are hell yes women. Women that are very into you and what you have going on and your style and what you like and what you do. If she's If she's a meh about you, then just continue on to a to a new girl. It's true. To see
0: how she can adapt and how she can also benefit. Do you understand, guys? When I hear a guy saying, you know, this woman took me to the cleaners, I'm like, bro, you invited her in. Your weakness, your weakness invited her in. You didn't know what was best for you. And maybe this is how you learn uh, what's best for you.
1: Yeah, when he said, um, I, again, EO is not acknowledging that the divorce laws in, in, um, in the West are absolute, utter trash. And by getting married, you're exposing yourself to all kinds of negative things. Um, but it is true that if you don't have the proper dynamic, it doesn't matter where you are, you're going to be, you know getting wrecked by your girl. Like imagine if divorce is illegal and you have a bad dynamic. Like it's very, very bad.
0: You're going to get roughed up in the game in the beginning. You are. Expect it. But embrace it as well. Getting roughed up is good. Getting roughed up is a good thing because it teaches you what you need to know. Okay, It gives you the tools that weren't there previously. Uh, so it gives you the game, which, are, which is a tool now. And so don't look at, you know, heartache, getting roughed up, getting took, if that happens to you, as the end all be all this over for you now. It's not.
1: Again, guys, so my personal opinion about this EO guy is that he is disingenuous and a grifter. That's my opinion. I I just can't shake the feeling that he's a liar. Um, And I trust my gut on this. So I would recommend you don't listen to him. Just find a better source. Just listen to Rodo Tomasi. Listen to a person that's actually genuine, because um, you don't want a scammer to be running your life. Whether the information he's he's putting is correct or not is, in my opinion, irrelevant here. Um, He is out for his own personal gain, and he's not afraid um, who he hurts along the way. That's my opinion. Okay. Um, On to the Reddit post. Uh, Posted 13 hours ago on Relationship Advice. I, 27 male, confronted my girlfriend's dad about talking smack about me in his native language and it ended our relationship. So I've been seeing this girl for months now. We met at our gym. Everyone told me she was Russian, so I learned how to ask her out in Russian. This is already terrible behavior. Why should you be in her frame to ask her out? Why? And she was like, what did she just say? Turns out she's Bosnian, not Russian. We laughed our asses off and ended up dating. Her parents are immigrants. She lives with her dad and three cousins in Wicker Park, which is a nice neighborhood in Chicago. I met a family, including her dad, just by hanging out at her place. They all drift around, so it wasn't a formal introduction, but I liked them all. Her dad, um, I liked her dad a lot. He fought in a war and came here and started a construction company. Really aloof guy, and, uh, and I got to know him. Even surprised him with a watch for his birthday. I looked up to him in a way. And I thought he respected me too until recently. The bar they hang out with, uh, they hang out at, gets a lot of Balkan people. And I made friends there. But the other day, as I was waiting for them outside, this guy that's always by the door said how tough it must be having a dad and his pals uh, talk crap about me. He said he calls me soft and how he didn't know his girl would date um losers. This hurt like hell. So when he got out, I confronted him about it. I was emotional, but he didn't deny or confirm. So I got in his face, not to fight, just to show I'm not a loser like he says. He had no reaction. Just looked at his friend and started talking in Bosnian. My girlfriend sees this and runs outside, shoves me hard and starts yelling about why you in his face. I try explaining but she cuts me off. So you get in my 57 year old dad's face, I'll cut you and she spits in front of me. Never seen it like this, but at the time my cousins came out and I was outnumbered and I left. She just blocked me on everything. I was upset because of how much I liked it, didn't think it'd end like this. I tried walking through a neighborhood but I felt unwanted. Half of my friends say I messed up, the other half don't. Uh, yeah, if you let your emotions get hurt by a guy calling you weak, um, there's something wrong. Confronting him is not the way to go. Okay, anyway, it's rude. And you also don't know if the guy was lying or not. Two, a thousand upvotes. First of all, you don't even know whether he was saying that stuff about you or if the bouncer was stirring crap. Exactly. In many cultures, getting in someone's face is a sign of weakness. Right. Most women do not find implied threats to their family members attractive. I would accept my losses and move on. There's likely no coming back from this. Uh, Three thirty-six upwards. Also, whatever happened to speaking to your partner before acting like some kind of aggressive weirdo? Why would you take some random doorman's weird gospel over your girlfriend or her father? A large amount of doormen are idiots anyway. And even if what he said was true, you should have waited and spoke to her in private, essentially physically threatening somebody's parent is not going to fly with most people no matter what their parent has said. And in attempting to prove that you're not a loser, you've ended up essentially proving that you're aggressive and quick to fly off the handle, thereby coming off as unsafe. Uh, Yeah, this is... Okay. Yeah, anyway. So what's my reaction to this? Um, why would you assume that the bouncer was telling the truth? What if he was trying to start a fight just so he could laugh about it later? Anyway, uh, we're going to end the video there. Again, if you're new to the channel, liking the content, hit that sub, hit off for notifications. If you'd like to support me, I have a Patreon with exclusive content. Patreon.com slash the helios blog. Just go there and subscribe uh you could also drop me a donation like tom i'm here link is in the description uh thanks guys for taking the time out of your busy day to listen to my video especially if you listen to the end you guys are wonderful um take care of yourselves and i will see you next time